Welcome to another episode of the Duke Lot Show, and today we have a very, very, very special guest. We have Mr. David J. Paul, an extraordinary actor, producer, writer, director, whose credits include over 44 movies and television shows. His real life is one of an action hero mixed with responsibilities of three kids aged 13 and twins of six years old. A movie star that is, that was an accident actor, a self-taught actor whose credentials of being one of the best horror film characters you will ever see. His upcoming films include Sunset Showdown, Bloody Nun, and Devil's Night, a phenomenon starring Daniel Baldwin and Angie Everhart. And his new project, Mia's Bridge, where he plays... The baddest sergeant you will ever see with films like Bloody Rings, Curse, and the hit television series coming up, Oceanside. David J. Paul is your favorite villain in his own horror short film, Anadella, Anadelia, which is a cult classic. If, if you haven't seen it, then uh, you need to go to YouTube and uh and watch it a former basketball player and pba bowling professional who stands for no bullying we would like to introduce him to the audience uh mr david j paul my friend how are you mr mr duke <laughs> hey that's what's up man I'm, I'm so glad to introduce you and uh hey I've been looking forward to this for a long time, man, and, and I'm so honored to have you and so glad to introduce you to the audience, man. And if you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, that would be great. Sure thing. So, you are correct. I am a happy father of three. We're very, very close. They're my best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, my oldest daughter is 13. Her name is Amanda. I also have beautiful twins, another daughter and a son. Their names are Amy and Michael. So um, they're the best kids. Um, I also am now living in Florida, currently in the town of Lake Wales. I moved here from New Jersey. I was from West Orange, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. And I had a great time over there staying with my parents, my Little sister, she's four years younger than me. Her name's Rebecca Paul. Um, she has four kids. Um, I'm their only uncle and the best uncle. Uh. And um, <laughs> yeah, so so that's my personal background. I also, you know, was a basketball player many years growing up until senior year in high school until a brand new coach stepped in and kind of ruined that for me because he thought I belonged to come off the bench and give me whatever time he sees fit. So I kind of just took it with a grain of salt. I knew I was better than what he said. I waited till senior year was over, made some phone calls. I went out to Florida to uh, go out as a walk-on for Florida Atlantic University basketball team. I uh, was told that they're going to have a rebuilding mode stage for the first three seasons out of the four that will be there. Uh, he announced that I would be a starting shooting guard, but... You know, back then I was all about winning, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to give my all, and I knew I was definitely going to lose regardless. <laughs> so, to me, it didn't make sense back then. So, I kind of uh, backed off on that. I said, thanks, but no thanks. And then I had another passion in bowling, and I did that. I reached out to the professional bowling level. I averaged over 200 in 36 weeks of a sanctioned bowling league. Right. So I got my bowling card from there, and then I bowled for a straight year in professional bowling. I went all around the East Coast, but unfortunately, once that happened, as a young kid, I was stubborn. And I don't like training on my own for numerous of times, and yeah. I thought I was better than everybody else without training. Right. So I went out there, and I injured myself almost every single game. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I was in more sports rehab, 
getting back to stronger strength with my body than actual bowling. So I kind of, kind of hung that up for a little bit, just like basketball. And then I decided my next passion, I want to be an actor. So I got my feet wet in the real industry, no acting school. I decided, you know, if I want to learn from the best, I want to go where the best is. And that is got my rookie butt onto the movie sets, yeah. learned from the best behind the scenes. I was an extra or right. as, the, as you say, a featured extra because your feature when they get to see your face. Right. So, so I was that and I was just taking everything in. I was absorbing, absorbing, absorbing everything, watching how the actors do it on cue, see what the directors want you to do, see what the producers are, everything. I was taking everything in. Right. So I, I learned by my own self. And I uh, knew for a fact that I could be better than what I was seeing. Right. So my competitive nature kicked in. And then I started looking up and making phone calls to every single place that I knew that was local where my mom could drive me. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and just get my butt in there, man. And I just want to act. I want to show everybody I could do what I could do. And... Sure enough, I got my big break one day when I was on the uh, uh, rehab table when I was strengthening up my lower back after I got injured in, in bowling. Right. And this woman just gave me her card and she says, you know, you, you have a similar look to be a movie actor. You mind taking my card? And I looked at it when I was laying on my back, uh, just resting my eyes. Right. And I saw the card and it said casting director. Oh, so, so I said, okay, let me try it. And then um, I tried it for one day. I loved it. Yeah. And she says, you think you want to come back again for another film? I said, absolutely. So then from there, it was an accident. But then again, I took up the accident and I made it reality. Right. And that's how I started ever since. Yeah. So how long have you been in the entertainment industry? And the other question I want to ask, the second part, is how long did it take you to get a speaking role? Because... I've been on a couple sets and I had a buddy that was an actor and I traveled with him and um, for a second he was just a, you know, he was just going and there and his face would be shown, but he didn't have a speaking role. So how long did it take you to get a speaking role and how long have you been in the movie uh, entertainment industry? So uh, my very first film, I was like, I think I was in early I was an early 20-year-old, like 20 to 25, around that, that age. Um, and then I I just got a call from one of my best friends and said, Hey, Dave, you know, what are you doing today? I said, I was about to go to a Chinese restaurant. I was hungry. <laughs> and I'm a big Chinese restaurant fan. Yeah. And uh, he says, listen, there's a movie right down the road from where your parents live. It's a comedy starring downtown Julie Brown from MTV. Oh, yeah, and I know downtown Julie, Julie Brown. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the hots for her. Oh, <laughs> man, I think we all did, right? <laughs> yeah, with that accent as well. That was beautiful. Yeah. So I said, hell yeah, I'll be there. Right. I said, if she's there and there's free Chinese food, I'm there, man. Right. I didn't have to pay for the Chinese food. I was going there for free. Right. So he says, the only catch, we got to get a business suit. So we have to dress up as businessmen. If you could do that, I'll pick you up and we'll go. So I put that clothes on so fast, you wouldn't know what hit you. And then he, and he picked me up. We went down to the movie set, and there was 500 actors, extras, 500 of them. Right. Nobody was speaking, just featured. Right. So the producer said, when we got on set, he uh, announced, listen, there's going to be two of you that we're going to handpick out of all 500 of you to right. stay back and do an extra scene. Yeah. Everybody else just wait outside, and whoever you're here to pick them up, just wait. They'll be there in another 10, 15 minutes. So I called this one woman, and then they called my name Wow! out of 500 people. Oh, my yep. goodness. It was my very first time I was out there, and I said, okay, cool. So I had more Chinese food, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Right. And I, and I did what they wanted to do. Yeah. And then I was just like man, I love these perks. So let me look more into this stuff. Yeah. And then I, I got my first speaking role. I would say it was like a one liner. Yeah. And I was actually working actually with one of my friends. He actually wanted to make his own movie. 
And that's when I got the buzz. That's when I started yeah. speaking. And right. it happened really quickly because it was my friend. I had connection. And he says, listen, just say this one line and just be yourself and we'll film it and then we'll move on. So I did it. And then they stopped. They said, look, look at what you just did. Yeah. So I went behind the camera and I saw myself and I said, wow, that looks amazing. Yeah. So and then once again, my friend said, you have a gift to actually be an actor and it's just raw talent. It's just, you just have it. So now you just got to fine tune it. Okay. And you got to hone in on your skills and know how to do it. And you'll know if it feels right because you'll get that feeling. And then I was like, okay. So I went with my gut feeling. And that's what I do a lot. I go on with gut feelings. Yeah. And I'm not the kind of person that if I have a feeling, I shy away from it. If I have a feeling, I'm a go-getter. I'll right. go at it as hard as I possibly can until I can't go anymore. And, and that's what happened. Yeah. So what kind of films do you gravitate to? What kind of roles do you want to take? What's your expertise? I mean, for me and my research as, you know, the host, um, so, you know, I'm a horror film guy and, uh, you know, that that's my thing and, you know, I, I like scary movies. So, I know you play uh, uh, some of those roles and, and how did you get to that point of being... Uh, a concentrated actor in certain areas. So I'm a big time Western fan. Okay. Okay. I love the old West. Right. I love the movies like young guns, young yeah. guns Two, magnificent yeah. seven, the newer version. Right. Um, I like all those movies. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to, um, find a way where I could get, into the old west okay because i'm a history buff and i love that genre right and um that's when i was searching high and low i wanted to play an outlaw yeah. i knew i'd be so good at but i could never find anybody that was casting right so uh what i decided to do i decided to contact some of my friends currently in the industry and if you can't find it then you make it hey. so what i wanted them to do is Let's create a story and make a sci-fi Western movie. I'm yeah. big on sci-fi too. Right. So now we create a movie called Sunset Showdown where I'm yeah. playing an outlaw. Yeah. And I create a little sci-fi into it. So we got some monsters <laughs> as well. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, so that's so. a big deal, right? So, um, you know, I, I'm a movie guy and that's why it was so big for me to have you and so honored to have you because, you know... Regardless of what it is, John Wayne is that guy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's always about the Duke and that's who I am. And <laughs> so, yeah. um, how did you integrate the sci-fi into the Sunset Showdown? So, I'm, I'm a big fan of sci-fi as well. Okay. And I just said, I'm the kind of actor that likes to combine things. I don't, I want to be, I don't want to be that typical hey, let's do this, because this was made this way. Let's do the same thing. Let's do it in the same platform kind of thing. Now, I, I like to be a pioneer. I like to be the first to do things that hasn't been done before. Right. And I have a lot of favorites, a lot of favorite genres that I specialize in liking a lot. And growing up, I was a sci-fi buff. I was a Western buff. Yeah. So I said to myself, you know what? Let me sit down and figure something out and combine something like that. And then I did. So now Sunset Showdown, a sci-fi western. Got a little bit of monsters, a little bit of reptilian creatures trying to invade the town. You got brothers that are outlaws that are running in that are bad dudes. You got bounty hunters sitting in that town waiting yeah. for a good score. So we have a little bit of everything in this kind of movie. Yeah. And and every movie, I basically want to end it as, a, as an opening. So if the audience love it, which I hope everybody does, yeah. and go sees it, then we can come back. So that's what I like to do with that. Same thing with um, horror. Like you said, you're a horror buff. I'm huge on horror. Yeah. So, so what I want to do is I uh, I just want to make horror films. Like I want to be trapped in a haunted house. I want to do paranormal ghost stuff. Right. I want to do everything that's scary. I just did a movie called Bloody Nun. That was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I played this character named Wes. I was in a haunted church. Yeah. And it's the first. It was a game show in there 
first person that could find paranormal activity on their on their cameras on camcorders. Yeah. Then you win five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So, but of course, when we were doing it, people were missing because there was an actual ghost in there, <laughs> and we didn't realize until uh, until my character said, "Wait a second, how come all of a sudden I'm almost like the only one that's left here?" Yeah. And then my character puts two and two together and says, "Okay, we got something serious going on here." Yeah. So, I like those kind of things. Um, I love pirates. So, and I love I love the Goonies. I like Indiana Jones. So, yeah. what I wanted to do, I wanted to have a combination of all those in a pirates movie. So then we put a poster out and a big announcement. Say, hey, guess what? My team and I are now doing a pirate movie called Blood Rings Curse. Yeah, and you have a little bit of everything in there. It's it's a little bit of the Goonies. It's a little bit of Indiana Jones. It's a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's yeah. everything that you love in a pirate movie and everything you loved growing up. We basically bring the story back to life, but in an adult modern day version. So when can we expect that movie out? Like, uh, is that coming out um, at the end of this year, next year? Like, when can we expect um, that? Is that already out? No, actually, we're in pre-production. Okay, uh, okay. We're, we're going to have to really sit down yeah. and go over with our scriptwriter and my team, and we're going to figure out how the story is going to unfold. I already know how it is in my mind, in my head, right? and I'm going to translate that to my team. Yeah. And I, like, I, I already have the concept of how I want to go. Yeah. So with that, my team will just take all my ideas, we'll all blend it in together, and make it one kick-ass movie. Right. So I, I know um, from, you know, the few friends that I've had in life that have been actors, I know that it's a it's a long road and, you know, you got to be prepared for it. And so what do you feel like separates you from the rest of the pact of the roles that you picked and um, that you want to play and what you specialize in? What makes David J. Paul that special guy? That's uh, we all should be work looking out for. Um, well, I mean, everybody in the industry is talent to their own extent. Right. Everybody could do anything they want in this industry if they're handed to them. But there is a difference between the best, and there's a difference between a regular actor and and just just a regular person that just wants to do it for a paycheck. Right. For yeah. me, the difference is I would say I'm the new face in the industry. I would say that new faces in the industry, you have a lot you have a lot of upside because a lot of people in the industry they might not know you yet. Yeah. Maybe some people are willing to understand who you are now. Okay. But what I like is that I have nothing but up. Right. I have the motivation, the determination. I don't say no to anything. I love challenging roles. I'll do things that I would do that a lot of people wouldn't do. I'll do my own stunts. Yeah. I would I would, I would go the extra mile. Yeah. Just to show people that I'm serious. Yeah. I want to be in this industry and try being one of the best actors in the world. Yeah. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to accomplish. I don't look back. I don't think second. I think first. I want to try and get up to where all the big boys are. And when I get up to the big boys, I know I can hang with them. Yeah, I know. I know that. I just want these opportunities to show it. And I I know that uh, you are heading in that direction, in the right direction. And I know that, uh, you know, the movie with uh, Daniel Baldwin and Angie Everhart. uh, What's the name of that movie again? It's called Devil's Night. Oh, yeah. Daniel Baldwin, Angie Everhart, Eric Roberts, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, man. So we got some big, big names there. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, right? And the whole cast, the whole cast, the whole crew, it was so hot. We filmed it in Texas. Yeah. And we, it was grueling. It was like two to three weeks of filming. But I'll tell you, it was the best experience I ever had in my career so far. Yeah. Uh, They they taught me a lot on set, off set, behind the scenes. I I blended with so many talented actors there and we fought through so much harsh weather out there, so, right. so much humanity, yeah. that not only did we act great together, but I formed 
a really, really close bond with a lot of those guys in personal life now. Right. Um, when you go through something like that, and you know that you're going through something really special, yes, uh, and you'll see that when the movie comes out, um, something changes in you. It changes in you to a point where you want to bend over backwards for these guys now yeah. in, in this industry, you know, because what you went through. Right. And uh, that's just me. I'm a, I'm a very giving person. I'm very humbled. Uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I help others where they can't help themselves. Um, I just give, give, give. But I also love acting. Yeah. I would love to act in every single movie out there if I could. Yeah. And um, that's why I like to reach out to people. Say, if you're looking for roles, I would love to play something with you. Um, I just love it. You know, yeah. it's, it's a passion. And I want to do it for a life, my life, you know. And it's, it's, a, it's a bug. And I know that it's one of those things where it's got to be like so grueling and so how many how many hours of sleep do you get a night like is it four five six are you getting a whole night's worth of sleep and i mean i know it's a grind just being on set and and trying to figure out where you're going and what's going on and management and talent agencies and just everything phone calls this or that i know it's so much yep it is i mean it's if you really want it bad though you have to be willing to go through the gauntlet you got to be willing to go through whatever obstacle comes your way right because if you stop before that gauntlet hits you you won't succeed in this industry because you never know what happens in this industry, right? It, everything can pop up last minute, spare the moment, and you have to be ready all the time. Yeah. And if someone says, hey, I need somebody for this, or I need somebody for that. You got to do just it. Just say yes. Just yeah. say yes. Just say yes. Hey, so yep. I, what I want to ask is uh, I want that uh, give us some dirt about the industry, man. Give us, Give us like just a little bit of the secrets that... You know, not too much, because I know you can't give too much, but give us a little bit of the dirt of of, of what you see that it takes to, to 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 be there, to be a part of the action. Well... Just I a mean, little bit. So, 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 for instance, when... All right, so first of all, you got to listen to the director very carefully. Yeah. He always... He could change his mind on the fly. If you memorize your script, you have it, you have it noted in your head. You're ready to roll. What next? Next second, he might say, "Listen, uh, I want to change this. Can you do it this way instead, or can you do it that way?" You have to be willing to adapt on the fly. Right. Uh, it's very important. It doesn't matter what you memorize, yeah. because eventually it might go out the window anyway. You might change the whole thing on you again. But just be aware that anything can happen any given time. So that's number one. Number two, you gotta be willing to sit through a lot of takes. Um, even if you're getting tired, yeah. suck it up. Right. If you're sweating, then there's usually somebody there that could wipe the sweat off your face and look better for the next take. Right. Um, if you're thirsty, just call out, hey, uh, you know, on Thursday, I need something to drink. Someone will bring it to you. Yeah. Never be nervous on set. Never be afraid to speak up. Um, you know, they're, they're all there to help you. And it could be intimidating for a lot of people that are new to that and don't know what to say. The biggest thing is speak up. Everyone's there to help you and make it easy for you so we could all get through the night or the day. Right. Um, if, if you want to do your own stunts or something, and if, if there's dirt on the floor, like Devil's Night, I dove on the floor face first. I had dirt coming right up my face, but I didn't, I didn't say nothing. I enjoyed it because yeah. I wanted to make it look real in front of that camera. Right. Um, so a lot of people, I would say, don't worry if you can get down and dirty. Just do it. Don't think about it. If they want something, make it as real as possible. Because when that movie's over, that's going to be set in stone for life. Right. And when people watch it, you want them to say, that guy or that girl put forth a kick-ass effort. Right. And you want to stand out in people's minds in certain scenes so right. that could last forever. And that's what I like to do. I like to be 
known and remembered for a lifetime. Yeah. So how how long? What's the longest time you spent on one set? Uh, from three o'clock p.m. to six a.m. the next morning. Oh boy! So that's that's a long that's. Man, that's a long time. That's almost like what sixteen. That's that's a lot of hours, man. Just like yeah. being on one set at the at one time. Oh man, that's a that's a good amount of time, man. So, uh, it all what depends it, on the movie, obviously. Yeah. So, what do you like better? Do you like being a writer? Do you like being a director? Do you like being a producer? Do you like being a actor? What's what? What do you like better? So right now, currently, it's acting. Okay. Uh, that's the front runner. But I also love to create stories. I love creating stories and ideas. Yeah. And and um, eventually, I would like to direct because I have so many ideas in these kind of scripts and stories that, like I said, I mean, people say directing is fun, but usually if you create the story, you already know how it should go anyway. So directing right. should be even easier than, yeah. than just having a regular director come on and really don't know the script that well. So, so I am I am thinking about that. So speaking of that, how do we... Uh, I want to know about Anadella. I want to know about yeah. that, man. That's that's yeah. the that's the big question. That's uh that's your own project, right? Am I correct? So tell us yeah, so, t- tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So uh, one day I woke up. I had I had a great story in mind. I uh, contacted somebody and said, "Hey, can you make this into a script, a movie script?" He said, "Yeah, I can play around with it and let me know what you think." So he wrote fifteen pages. Uh, you know, he gave it back to me. I read it. I said, yeah, I like it, man. So I said, I want to make this into a short film. Let's right. try and film this. So what's and a then, short film? How long is that? Um, anything under 30 minutes. Okay. Is okay. considered a short film. Okay. Okay. So I, uh, I took it. I ran. I had my short film. I read it over numerous of times. And then I went on Facebook and I reached out to my friends. I reached out to my friends. I casted another actress that I didn't know who she was at the time, yeah. but I loved her look and she fit the description perfectly. And uh, I reached out to her. I said, "Hey, I got this movie in mind. You'd be perfect for it. Read the script. Let me know what you think." She says, "I love it. I love the whole entire story." She says, "I just need help getting out there." So we sent somebody to um, pick her up from the train station from New York. She came to Jersey. Wow. We filmed in South Orange, New Jersey. It yeah. was over. A, it was just a weekend project. Okay. Like all day Saturday, like early morning, late night, and then we filmed again early Sunday to mid Sunday. Yeah. And um, so we did that. It was um, it was my baby project. You yeah. know, I just created I created a story one day. I got everything to, for it to happen to become a movie. And um, I remember one day I wanted to have a really good director. And I knew this woman. I was doing um, interactive acting. You know, when pay, people pay money, go to haunted house, you scare the shit out of people. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of stuff. So I did that for six years. But I met this woman that was working there. I became really good friends with her. And then she knew about Anandeli. I was talking to her about it. She says, my husband directs. I said, oh, cool. So I said, has he ever did a horror film before? She's asked the problem. No, he never did one. He doesn't think he's ready for it. I said, but he does short films? And she says, yes. I said, I'll talk to him. So she says, great. She says, this is what we'll do. I'll tell him that you're coming over. I'll invite you over for dinner. Sit at the dinner table with my husband and I. Go over the reasons why you think my husband would be a great horror director since he never did it before. As long as you convince him and he believes he can, he'll do it. I said, okay. We're going yeah. for dinner. Yeah. So I, I come over and I'm having dinner. We're chit-chatting. I said, okay, let's cut to the chase. You know what I'm here. <laughs> he says, yes, I do. Right. And he says, he says, but I don't know if I can do it. I said, listen, I don't believe in negativity, man. Yeah. I believe in positive. I'm here. It's right. going to be positive. Believe me. I promise you, you'll do great as a director in this horror film. He says, you know, so I convinced him. I said, listen, man, I came always over here for dinner just to convince you. So yeah. at least he could do is just give me a chance. Right. Yeah, no doubt. 
he's he says all right i know you're serious because you came all this way for dinner you want to convince me i'm i'm sold so right. let's do it so i went on my way i found out the house i wanted to film uh, i i did everything so um yeah so he he went to the movie set he was a little nervous you could tell tap on back i said we got this trust me yeah next thing you know he the movie's done we felt good about it i i get a phone call from the new jersey bright tavern film festival oh boy in new jersey yeah and they have categories for horror films for shorts yeah i find out this guy cj cullen who runs the the organization down there yeah he calls me up. He says, Dave, congratulations. You're nominated. I said, what? Oh, boy. I said, nominated for what? I had no idea that anyone was doing anything. Yeah. And he says, oh, uh, your director submitted the movie to our <laughs> film festival. Yeah. We watched it. And out of five nominations in a horror category, we got nominated for four of them. Right oh, off man. the bat. Right. And then, and then we got nominated for... Um, uh, best actress. One of my uh, ladies got best best yeah. actress nomination. Right. I got nominated for best actor. Right. Um, we got nominated for best band participation to root for the film, and sure enough, we got nominated for best director. You believe that? Oh my goodness! So, yeah. yeah. So out of four <laughs> nominations out of five, we nominated for four, almost a clean slate, clean slate across the board. Yeah. Then when they announced the awards. That once your time to be announced, you see a quick snippet of the movie and a quick scene that you're in right. with your name. Yeah. So when people are watching it, people were cheering a lot for Anadelia when we popped up. Yeah. So everyone loved it. So uh, unfortunately, Best Actress, we didn't win. Right. Um, I got, I lost with Best Actor by three votes. So I almost had it. Yeah. And I was sure I was going to win that. So uh, I was a little disappointed, but. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. We won for best fan participation because the fans loved it. And go figure, we won for best director. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. After yeah. I convinced them it would be good, <laughs> we won for best director for the horror film. Right. Unbelievable. And and I lost for best actor, go figure. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but that's uh that's part of it, you know, and um I can't wait to connect with you and get that film and uh, be able to share it with the people that I know. And mm-hmm. um, there's a big film festival in Michigan that Michael Moore started and uh, in Traverse City is a big deal. So I can't wait to get that film to be able to share. And, and, and how was it uh, for you to be a director as well? Like you've done directing. How, how was that for you? Is that a, is that a big change or is it just, you know, it falls in the same direction? How, how does that go for you? Well, I mean, for directing, yeah, I, I have a little bit of input behind the scenes of how I want some of the stories to go. I, I wasn't like a full-blown director. Uh, I was, I'm more of like um, just helping behind, behind the scenes a little bit of yeah. how the vision should go with the story. I also am a casting director, how I cast people to be in these certain roles. Right. Um, that's as close as I've been to an actual director. Right. But uh, for a full blown out director, like really directing a, a film. Right. I want to get there. I yeah. haven't got there yet, though. Yeah. So can you tell us more about what your mission in life is and um, what makes you tick and, you know, what keeps you going? And I know the kids are part of the, the big deal mm-hmm. because uh, we've talked about that and. Um, that's a big deal for me, as you know, and I know it's a big deal for you, but what's your mission in life? Mission in life is to succeed. That's right. the bottom line. I don't believe in failing at all. Right. Um, I, uh, how do I put it? So my role model is my dad. My okay. dad taught me a lot growing up. I respect him. I look up to him. Yeah. Very hard worker. Uh, he's the best dad in the world. You know, yeah. I love him to death. I right. love my mom to death, my sister, yeah. my sister's kids, my kids. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a lover. You know, I wear my heart on my sleeve big time. Um, so luckily for my parents, they raised me up that way. And I'm very fortunate yeah. and blessed to be like that. Um, but 
And that's part of growing up in Jersey, too, like that, the close knit. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I lived in New York, New York for Manhattan for uh, a good three, four years of my life. So I know I've been to Hoboken. I've been to that. I've been across the train. And, you know, I I know how that 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 community is in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget Jersey City. But yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, forget Jersey City if you're right. saying Hoboken, right? Right. Yeah. The Jersey City people are gonna be really mad at you. Hey you man, hey, that. I ain't trying to make nobody <laughs> mad. Hey, I I know, I know what you're saying. I do, I do, I really do. But but my biggest uh my biggest goal in life is to be successful, to love, to give my all to have my children look up to me as a role model as well, like I do for my parents. I want them to look up to me as a role model. I want them to know that I gave it all that I have right. in this life. Um, I, I, I teach them very important goals in life. I teach them how to be go-getters, how to not listen to people, people bring you down or try and be negative. Uh, they're just hated people. They're just upset with their own lives. You don't right. need to be around that people walk away from those people um just focus on your life focus on what daddy did to not listen to people and move in the right direction exactly. and say the heck with these people you don't need that and I, I i i want my kids to be very successful in life that's why i'm doing what i'm doing now i'm trying to be as successful as i can i want to give back to my kids as much as i can i want to have a have them I want them to have a great life. I want them to be happy. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, if I'm successful in life, like what I'm trying to be now in the industry, I want to give back to my children. Yes. So that would be a great lesson for them to learn and growing up in the future that they understand what daddy did. Now I could take it in from his footsteps into our footsteps and mm-hmm. bring it down to their children. Luckily, if they have any. Yes. Hey, I appreciate that. And, uh, we appreciate you. So, so, um, can you tell us about the projects that you have going on now and what we should be looking for? I know we mentioned um, several different films. Um, can you tell us what projects we should be looking for uh, coming up? So this Halloween, I was told that Bloody Nun, the horror film, is coming out. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. Yes. Be on the lookout for Amitsville Thanksgiving. I play a private investigator in that. Okay. Be on the lookout for that. I also would love for you guys to be on the lookout for Devil's Night. Yes. That's coming out, hopefully, before the year's over. And that's a big film. That's a that's a a a, a big production, The Devil's Night, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh you should be on the lookout for Mia's Bridge. Yes. Mia's Bridge. I was very very lucky and humbled and uh appreciated. And that's where you play a sergeant. You play um a sergeant in that movie. Yes, I finally play a sergeant in a police precinct. It is a, a, a really, really a uh, bad dude. Uh, <laughs> he has a real bad attitude. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But I like it. I like those kind of. I like those kind of roles. I like to bring my personality out, change it, and be challenged. And um, this is going to be a good one for me. Um, so I uh, really am appreciative of this role. Yes. I'm very thankful for it. And it's, uh, I owe a lot of thanks to Mike Fox. Yes. And also a good friend of mine, Andrew Jacob Brown, for recommending me. Yes. And I love it when we uh, mention names because um, that's that thing where it takes, you know, one person to lead to the next. And that's why I'm so honored, man, to have you. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with me. And to record this podcast because without people like you, um, you know, it it makes the show a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. I'm so appreciative because um, you've been putting in the work and putting in the time. 
Uh, you got kids like I do. So it's like one of those things where I know you're like every day is like a grind. It's busy and it's morning till night. You know what I mean? So um, I definitely appreciate that. And I just um, I admire what you do, um, especially with the, the Westerns and different things like that. But um, my favorite stuff that you do is the horror films, man. So. You know, if if I could have it have it my way, uh, you would be in all the horror films that I watch. So, can you tell us more about that? Um, so I actually have a couple stories in mind that I would like to actually make, bring into a script, make it into a movie. So I, I have a couple things that are brewing in this mind of mine, in mind. Um. Up here, you never know what's going on. You never know what stories I'm thinking. Yeah. So uh, I have a lot. And a lot that creeps in, I have to let it out. Yeah. So with a lot of that, we're going to get it out in movie script format. And we will get it out to be seen as a movie. Um, there's another movie that we're going to surprise a lot of people that are not going to see coming. I'm actually dipping back into my mafia style look. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. into a movie where my character is pretty much um, going to rise up to the challenge of bullying okay, and is going to stop it fully. And in this town that everyone's so used to a family bullying people right. and trying to be the top dog around, yeah, uh, my character recruits five friends that follow my character and revolt against this family of bullying. Okay. And it's a mafia sort of style. So you know what revenge is going to mean. So yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give much away. Yeah. But we're going to put an end to bullying in this town for sure. And um, the title is going to be called The Man in the Wall. Okay. The Man in the Wall is my character. And it's basically where legends live. Okay. Uh, so my character will be a legend. Okay. After what you see is going to happen in that town. Right. So, um, I know you know part of the Jersey thing is you know part of the mafia and whatnot. <laughs> so, um, I'm pretty sure you're playing a lot of roles that are those types of roles in, in mafias and you know. Mm -hmm. When I did my research and read your bio and this and that, I can see that you played a few roles in that. Tell us a little bit about those mafia-type roles, the Jersey roles. Tell us a little bit about that. So I played in a film called The Streets. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah. I, uh, I dipped into that. Uh, actually, my character was a really cool dude. Yeah. But... Surprisingly, I had no gun. My weapon was a real long, sharp knife. Okay. I was hand-to-hand -hand combat kind of guy. Okay. I didn't believe in the guns back then with my character. He was just very brutal. Right. And uh, so I enjoyed doing that. My uh, I, I named my blade, I named the knife Ashley Lucille. Lucille okay. is my girlfriend. Okay. I, I trusted her to get the job done. <laughs> right. So, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I was in that. I also dipped into some other movies where they wanted me to wear the fedora hat, the suit. Uh, one's called Moth. Um, I read I about was, that. Yeah, so I had to do that. Uh, I, was, I was in a couple other movies that they wanted me to do the fedora thing and, and the suit thing. Yeah. And then sure enough, you know... Once it got word and and everyone saw me in those kind of outfits, yeah. Then they were just putting two and two together, and they said, "Listen, this guy is not actually Italian in real life, but in front of the camera, yeah, he looks like he's a real mother effort. You know? <laughs> yeah, he can really pull it off. Yeah, and yeah. in real life, you know what I am? I'm actually European. Okay, I'm actually uh, I'm actually a mix. I'm Russian, Polish." Yeah. German, yeah. Czech. So I'm a European dude, but I still get the job done. Right. Regardless. Yeah. And 
I could pull off anything. Uh, I, I just love challenges and I'm, I'm dipping back into that world again. Same thing in the TV series, Oceanside. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about that, man. I want to hear about that. So, so, uh, this woman's name is Melissa. Okay. She's the creator and owner of the project. And we're uh, going into five seasons of the TV series. Uh, it's, uh, 11 episodes per season. Right. So we're filming in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. Okay. We, uh, actually I found out that I'm playing this character named Corbin Jones. Okay. This guy is a little bit different than what I'm used to be playing. I'm a, uh, I'm a realtor. I'm a very, very top dog realtor. Okay. I wear my fedora hat again, and I yeah. wear different kind of suits. Okay. And I'm calm, cool, collected, but surprisingly, I'm going to be clean-shaven. I'm not used to being clean-shaven. So <laughs> right? that's going to be a new, new look to me. Yeah. And I drive in real fancy cars. I live in multi-million-dollar homes. I um on yachts, yeah. So I could do it all. I'm, I'm the top guy, but everyone wants to know how the hell is this guy always on top? And then <laughs> at nighttime, you see that I'm connected to some pretty bad dudes right, that right. um I make sure that nobody could touch me or my family. Right. So so I like this kind of character. It fits me in perfectly. <laughs> right. Hey. So that that's so awesome, man. Because. For me, I like those type of characters. So is that going to be a series? That's going to be a series, right? Yes, yeah, me a TV series. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of big networks that are really, really high and interested in picking this thing up. Yeah. And um, and I, re- I reach out to a lot of my celebrity friends. And I said, come on, you got to come in this thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the actors, casting director, and producer. So I got many hats in this project because I believe in it. Right. And I told my... My, my famous friends, I was like, I'm in it. I'm fully devoted to it. I want you guys to come in with me. Right. And they're like, well, if you're in it, I'm definitely coming in because I know that you don't pick things that aren't going anywhere. And so I so... said, absolutely, come on. And and I, I bring in a lot of my friends that I know that can pull it off as well. So I'm bringing in a lot of people that I have total faith in, total comfort. I know to get the job done. Yeah. And uh, that's why I sent Melissa for her to give the final green light approval so right. so far she's her and i are working perfect as a team we have a great cast and crew we right. have a lot of cast and um it's a sag project so everybody's going to be able to get flown out from anywhere around the world okay. and we'll fly you onto the set you'll be able to stay in a hotel rooms airbnbs you know whatever we could do to accommodate you to stay right and we'll pay you for the day on set and it's it's a dream come true for a lot of people in this industry that want to get there, and we'll we'll make it happen for you. And that and and that's called Oceanside again. Yeah, that's, Oceanside that's, TV or series. That's the whole name, Oceanside. So um, yeah, it, it's um, you could find it on my IMDb Pro page. Okay. Or if you don't have IMDb Pro, you can always look it up on IMDb. Just okay. go to David Space the letter J period Space Paul P A U L. Okay. Look at all my IMDb, and you'll see Oceanside down there. And um, and if you have any questions about it, you can always hit me up on my personal email. You know, you go to the letter D, the letter P as in Paul. Right. A U L A W R E N C E forty five at gmail dot com. So that's D Paul Lawrence forty five at gmail dot com. And it's also on my Facebook page. I made it nice and clear for people to know how to contact me there too. Right. And um, we would love to have as many people out there as possible. And we're going to make history on this. This has never been done before. And it's uh, a passion project for Melissa. And uh, we would love to honor it for her and yeah. really make it happen. Hey, I'm totally looking forward to that. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to uh, be a part of it and just, you know, just watch it, and you know I I know I'll have a a a, a front row seat on it, and mm-hmm. I'll I'll be glad to see it. So I want to ask, so what do you think of Blumhouse? What do you think of those guys that's making those films? So I had a conversation with a buddy of mine, and uh, so how the conversation went was that. I told them about you and they were like, oh man, it was so hyped up about it. It was like, man, I can't wait to hear it. 
And then I was like, man, you know, this is how we got connected, this and that. And we talked about how Blumhouse made the first paranormal with, from what I was told, they made it with like $19,000. And it ended up grossing like so many millions, like 200 or something like that. So I have to ask you, um, as the guy that's in the industry, what do you think about Blumhouse films? Because I've seen so many films, you know, I watch movies all the time and I'm like, I'm terrible when it comes to movies. I'm watching them, man. And, you know, it's, it's, it's how I spend my extra time, you know. So when Blumhouse comes on, it's like, okay, this is that thing. It's scary. What do you think about those guys? I love them. I think they're great in the horror industry. I think whenever you see the title Blumhouse Pictures, yeah. you know you're in for something really kick-ass because they bring the whole kitchen countertop with it. Yeah. They give you everything. They make sure that the majority of their films, it's scary as hell. And I, I love movies like that. I love it when you have a reputation, when you make great films, especially when they see your company name that's already going to be on that. You already know you're getting a front row seat and watching those kind of movies because they do a phenomenal job. They're all pros in that. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because, you know, um, I just know that I'm looking forward to seeing The Bloody Nun. That's... Uh, that's that's the main thing that uh you know that you know I'm I'm interested in Ocean House and I can't wait to see that but um that bloody nun man that's you know that's uh you know that's that I'm looking forward to 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 seeing that so um I can't wait to uh let you hear that and so I want to ask you on the Duke Lot show here is that you know we focus on a lot of uh different kind of topics and we pride ourselves on diversity um what kind of uh advice could you give to a struggling actor a actor that's just looking to get in and um that person that just you know they're at the beginning you know what kind of advice can you give them well from starting on my own with no help at all and want to learn the industry. Um, I would just say, let me say, basically, just do your research. Do your research, find out where everything is, especially if it's local, so you don't have to travel so far. Right. Um, but do research, go on Facebook, reach out to people, see what they do for a living, see if they're in the careers of the movie industry. Facebook is awesome because you can reach out to anybody in the world. And as long as you read their titles of if they're a filmmaker, producer, director, actor, right, right. just reach out to these people. You know, it's always good to ask for help. If you don't ask for help, you're yeah. not going to really make it. So I would say do that first and foremost. Then just be honest with them. If you're just starting out, you don't have experience. Say you don't have experience, but I want to learn. I want to step on. And whatever you have, whatever you see fit for me, yeah. I'll do it. I'll give it my best. Yeah. And that is a great beginning start. That's how I actually did it. Yeah. I actually was just reaching out to people. I was reaching out. I'll say I'll take anything. They gave me an opportunity. I right. seized the moment. And then yeah. from there on, it's word of mouth, recommendation, and just keep moving forward and uh, never stop. All right. So um, I got three questions for you. So, Uh-oh. first one, ah, yeah. So, okay, so favorite color? Blue. Blue, okay. Why blue? The color of my eyes. Ah, <laughs> hey, that's for the females out there right now. <laughs> but uh, you're taking though, right? Okay, so. <laughs> no, I'm not taking. All right, all right, okay, so that is for the ladies out there. He's got blue eyes, folks. So, when you listen, hey, um, Maybe say hi, shoot a message, and uh, we'll 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 let you figure out how to reach him on different angles here at the end of the show. So, um, favorite book. Favorite book. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question, actually. Uh, actually, I don't know if I have a favorite book. Yeah. Actually, I have a favorite. I have a favorite publisher. Okay. Uh, that's even better, man. That's the angle, like you know. That's you know. That's 
almost the same thing. Yeah, I would say I like Dean Koontz. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I know about Dean. We all know about Dean, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I like Dean Koontz. Yeah, he's he's sold more books than uh uh than a lot of people, man. So you know, but the one thing about Koontz books though is that they're like so big. Like, you know, like, you you try to, like, wonder, how does he get that much information into one book? Like, you know, so it's evident to me that he takes time to write those books because unless someone is ghostwriting for him, that's a lot of pages, man. It's a lot of pages. So... Yeah, it could, it could take years in yeah, one book. You're right. Exactly. So I definitely admire him and... Um, if I went into my library, I, I'm sure I got more than uh, five of his books in my library. More so. Nice. Um, favorite film? Gotta ask that man. Favorite film? Favorite film? Favorite Anadalia. film? Ah, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, but, but that's again, what it is, though, right? Yeah, well, you got to be proud of movie. what you made, you know. When it's your first movie ever, and. You gotta be proud of it, you know. You gotta be proud. You're always gonna remember your first love. That right. was my first love. Yeah. Um, but I'm a Western buff, so I'd have to say, uh, Young Guns Part One is up there. Okay. And I would say I loved Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. So. So originals, I, you know. I got a I got a story, uh, a small story about the Top Gun is that, uh, so in my life, um. I told you um, before that, you know, I played tennis, whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I went to university for it. And um, so one of my buddies is a, a Jewish guy. And he took me over to the guy's house that made Top Gun, that wrote it. Not that produced the film, but that wrote the 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 script and all that. And... Uh, you know he had posters in his house it was kind of, it was kind of surreal man so i got the the guy he lived in east lansing michigan who wrote that he used to live in, i don't know if he's passed or what not he might have passed already but um he lived in east lansing michigan so um yeah that that's a real story man and um you know they got the maverick thing going on now i've been passing on the maverick thing for now but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out soon. So, mm-hmm. um, so can you tell us more about the films that you're watching right now? Like, you know, not just your own projects, but what are you watching right now? I uh, so my daughter Amanda, my 13 year old. Yeah, she she's a big Stranger Things fan on Netflix. Oh man, they they killing it, right? Like, oh my yeah. goodness, everyone's talking yeah. about Strange is is it's called uh Stranger Things. Yeah, so have you watched any of it? I watched the whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. I promised my daughter. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. definitely catch up on it with for her. So you and liked, I watched everything. You yeah. liked it? Oh, I loved it, actually. In the first the first episode, I had to get used to seeing what I'm seeing. Okay. But then after that, the directors really, really knew what they were doing. And yeah. They were coming in on their own, and they knew they had something, and the whole world caught on fire with it. So I actually enjoyed it. And yeah. now I'm ready for season five. And <laughs> I, I'm also a huge, huge fan of Supernatural, the TV show. Yeah. That was on Channel 11, WB. Right. I was a huge fan of that. And uh, with the Winchester brothers and chasing down all the monsters and stuff like that. I love that stuff. Yeah. So that was another favorite show. And, um, I used to be a big fan of Beverly Hills and I know it's two and out. Uh yeah, the Eddie Murphy thing, right? <laughs> no, no yeah. actually it was the uh Jason Priestley, Luke oh, Perry. Oh no, no, you're talking about oh man. I had the biggest yeah. crush on Tori Spelling. I was terrible, <laughs> man. Like, oh my goodness. And like dudes used to my friends used to be like, uh, dude, uh okay, you know, I'm not gonna go there, but I used to love yep. Tori Spelling, man. I was I had a like real crush on Tori Spelling. So <laughs> well, I, had a, I had I had a crush on that younger Jenny Garth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on so 
how do you bond? How how was that? How's that work out with your you know being an actor and watching movies where you're thirteen year old? How does that work out for you? Because, um, you know, a lot of people that you know they they struggle to build that bond, and you have that you know you doing movies and watching them with her. Is she asking you questions or? How does that, what's that mm-hmm. dynamic like, man? Like, I really want yeah. to know that. So sometimes my daughter, we're watching like scary movies at times, and my daughter sees blood. Yeah. And she says, Daddy, is that real blood? Yeah. Or like, how how do you guys make that look so real? Right. Like, like are you sure it's not real? Because that's disgusting. Like, do you really get cut? <laughs> do you really bleed on real set? Like, for real? Yeah. So, so... At first, I was came with her. I'm like, yeah, that's dead real. Like, like it's real blood. You, know, you see everything. Right. But then I, I knew that the look on her face was kind of like, ugh. And I'm like, all right. No, I was just kidding. It's not real. It's all fake. That's yeah. why you have special effects, makeup artists for behind the scenes. Right. They prepare it for you. And yeah. then when they say action, they know what scene it is that has to look realistic, like very real and yeah. believable. And I, I tell her, I said, if they make it look so real for you, and you believe it, they're doing a great job because that's what we need. We need people to really believe what they're watching is real and really be a a fan of it to see more. Yeah. Hey, man, so I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me. And I know the audience is going to really enjoy this. And I know people that are, you know, trying to become actors and, you know, just trying to get their foot in the door and this and that, you're going to inspire them to, you know, to keep pushing and keep doing their thing. And so if you could uh, just tell us a little bit more of how to reach you and how to uh, find you and where uh, someone should go to uh, reach out to you and uh, just tell us how to get a hold of you and let the audience know how they can find uh, David J. Paul, man. I'll give you my personal phone number. Oh, That's don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's only for me, man. That's for... <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, so they can reach out to me on my uh, on Facebook. You know, they just find me at David J. Paul. Uh, right. You know, David Space letter J period space, Paul P-A-U-L. Yeah. And you'll see them there. Right. Uh, you'll see it says actor, producer, cast and director. I currently reside in Lake Wales, Florida from West Orange, New Jersey. You know, that's me. Yeah. Always hit me up, you know, Facebook message me. I'll talk to anybody, any day, any time. I'll help answer all your questions. I'll even act for you on your film. If you need help doing something, just reach out. I'll do the best I can for you. Uh, also, my email you know, it, it's the letter, it's dpaullawrence45 at gmail.com. You got the letter D, letter P, A U L, A W R E N C E 45 at gmail.com. You can always reach me out there. That's my personal email. Reach me any day, time, doesn't matter. If I'm sleeping, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll look at the messages, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are the best ways to get a hold of me currently right now yeah um i'm also flying around the united states a lot acting in movies uh we got our own production company that we're about to announce we're we're gonna be doing a lot of films there uh yeah so i'm I'm everywhere but um like i said i don't know what it means to stop right now i'm just enjoying it right now i'm having a blast hey and and we appreciate you and like i said man before uh, we really admire you and we look up to you and thank you for what you do. Thank you for bringing us, the audience, me into your world a little bit more and letting us know about what's going on. And I can personally say that I'm looking forward to Oceanside. I'm looking forward to the Bloody Nun and, you know, just everything that you got going on. And I'm a fan, man. And, um, I just, you know, I'm really honored to have you on the show. And I just want to say thank you for for taking the time out of your business schedule to be with us. 
Well, I appreciate my friend, Mr. Duke Lott himself. And hey, it is me, I, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of yours. I I respect you. I love the show. It's it's great what you're doing. Um, I would love to be back on. I'd like to talk to you about more stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I can talk to you about, you know, my my sport teams that I like, who I root for, oh, all yeah. stuff on the next segment. Yeah. We can get into stuff like that too. Um but yeah, man, I do appreciate it. I hope your viewers really enjoy uh, the show. I hope they enjoy uh, what they heard today. And um, yeah, anyone that really wants to make a movie or anyone that has a movie that wants to cast, I'm here. I'm willing to help anybody all around the world. It doesn't matter. You know, helping is very important in this world, especially in this industry. And you don't go anywhere in life if you don't help each other, you know? Hey, that's right. And and I and I try to make sure that I do my part to do that and um I know you're doing your part and uh, the people that we know mutually, uh we're all doing our part to help each other. And it's a beautiful thing because um without the support of other people and the audience and uh just everyone that's behind the scenes, we don't get nowhere, man, and so um, thank you for being here and, uh, the kids are lucky, man. They had, they're lucky to have such a great father and, um, you. you know, it's a, I know it must be rough having twins though. Like, you know, like, uh, anybody that has twins, I'm like, oh man, like, oh my goodness. Like <laughs> me, I know me and my girl, we were talking about, uh, twins the other day and it was like, whoa, like, you know, just imagine people that have like three and four, you know, like, you know, so it, it's definitely tough, but hey, that's what, that's what it's all about, taking care of the kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, when you have kids, the whole world looks different now to you. You know, your whole perspective looks different. Your everything about you changes in an instant and it's for the better. Yeah. And you really wake up and realize if I was a wild guy back then yeah. or a big goofball back then whatever it's time to nip it all in the bud because now you got serious responsibilities and um yeah man it woke me up big time it made me become a much more serious person in life and changed me up a lot and i'm enjoying where i'm at right now with my kids but uh you know there's always room to move up and and that's what i'm gonna do for them yeah so um the one thing I want to do is before we go, I want to plug uh, Oceanside and I want to plug the Bloody Nun and um, uh, Devil's, Night. Devil's Night. You know, I was going to say that you beat me to <laughs> it. And I love the Goonies shirt because that's one of my favorite movies, man. And yeah, so it's just Goonies never say die. <laughs> hey, that's right, man. And uh, I love it. And. Uh, thank you for being here, Mr. David J. Paul, and uh, we look up to you. And thank you so much for taking the time to to introduce yourself to our audience, and um, they're gonna love it. Oh, I forgot to mention, my daughter's gonna kill me if I don't say this. Oh, yeah. She's a big she's a big Jim Carrey's fan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's my guy, you know. But my favorite Jim Carrey. Is Fire Marshal Bill though, so I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, I used to love that I was on Living Color back in the day, so uh, I don't know if that's before you know you start paying attention, but that was, that was my thing though. So sweet. Yeah, thank you, sir, and uh, we appreciate you, and um, thank you so much.